Welcome to episode number 38 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Les and Lenore. Tonight, we're trying something a bit different and are going to have an open forum conversation about what's new in our respective stationery spheres. But before we get to that, let's talk about what we're drinking. So I'm drinking water because I don't drink enough of it, and I think that's why I've been feeling so tired lately, because I drink eight ounces of water a day, and that's it. So um, I have a giant bottle of water next to me. I'm writing with my trusty stink wood that now smells like soy sauce rawhide and strawberry lotion, because I just put lotion on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually kind of a nice smell. And I'm writing on my Pen and Gear Pink legal pad that I use for podcasting. It gives me lots of space to doodle and make notes throughout the show. So that's it for me. Uh, Lenore, what about you? Um, I'm enjoying a cup of Lapsang Souchong tea. And I'm writing with the, um, the Handy Jenkin. You guys remember the one that came out in the pencil box a while back? Yeah. Yes. With the little hand on it. So I've got the high five. Uh, I amusingly got the fist. Oh, yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of ways that could go. Right. Um, but uh, I needed the high five today. So, and um, I'm just making notes on my mastermind. And uh, yeah, that's it. Those are my tools. How about you, Les? So, um, I'm just drinking water tonight. Uh, I wish I were drinking coffee. We got tons of free coffee at work today. A. Um, Vendors like to bring us free stuff in an attempt to get us to, or not, not me in particular, but to get the prescribers to prescribe their particular medications more often. And they often bring us food. And today they brought us breakfast and lots and lots of tasty coffee. So I'm still highly caffeinated, despite the fact that I had my last cup of coffee at one o'clock because I had many cups of coffee throughout the day. Uh, I am still using a 16 Point two Blackwing volume, and I've been using the Sumo Grip Click Eraser. I'm really digging it. And for so I'm planning on doing a review on the Sumo Grip. And I wrote to Sakura of America to basically inquire about the logo on it because I think it was UD that mentioned that it's kind of mm, questionable. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of made me feel weird. And whenever something makes me feel weird, it's usually not okay, whether just in my world or the world at, at large. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just felt kind of like, um, I mean, I get why they call it a sumo grip. I mean, because I have in my hand right now, I have the big block eraser. Yeah. And the, the click eraser is very chunky. It's big, yeah. too. I, yeah. I get it. But to show that trope of a sumo wrestler with... Um, slits for eyes kind of bothers me. But so here's the thing. It's a Japanese import. Okay. So my question to Sakura is, is it the exact same logo and everything in Japan as it is here in the United States? And is, and is that logo or was that sumo wrestler drawn by someone in Japan? So yes. I, I emailed them to ask them the question. I also tagged them on social media. I wasn't expecting any sort of um, response other than, you know, silence. I got a call. 
Whoa. From, from not just some marketing flunky. <laughs> it's like the head of marketing uh, from Sakura. Wow. Uh, so, so tomorrow I'm going to give him a call back when I, before I go in for work. Although, actually, no, I won't because they're in California time. So I'll call them when I get out of work tomorrow and have a conversation with them about that. I kind of would, I would love to get him on, on, on the podcast. So um, just ask if it's okay if you record the call. I won't be able to, because if I'm at, uh, like to get him on, like at that time, it'll be basically like when I'm, the only time I'll be able to talk to him tomorrow is when I'm at or around work. I do have the ability to record phone calls on my phone, but um, I don't know how it sounds. I've never actually tested it out, so it it could suck. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, like some dude from Sakura uh, gave me a call to basically like talk to me about the sumo grip. So anyway, nice. that, I thought that was super cool, and uh, you know I've known that in the past, like sometimes Sakura is very, very um, in tone with their fans. So, yes. And they're, they're, you know, they send out stuff to artists all the time. So anyway, I'm kind of excited about that. I'm, I might actually ask him if he will do an interview, and we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then I don't know if anyone listening or if you guys are following my social media Instagram crap, um, but this weekend, I, I start playing around with making some covers for my composition books. I wanted to give me, myself a slightly stiffer cover, something slightly harder to write in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some really fun fabric when I was up in Maine visiting my mom. So I started making composition books covers um, over the weekend. Cool. And I am... I've, I don't know that I've ever mentioned this on the podcast um, before because I'm a sh- crappy seamstress. I'm really, really bad. <laughs> um, but I will I will try and get one that is kind of decent. And I'm, I'm planning on doing a giveaway either for Manuscripting Pod or for RSVP. But if I do it for RSVP, it's going to be through the Spectrum chat. Not just through Facebook. So to to get a shot at winning one of my composition books, gonna have to join Spectrum ch- Chat. Darn it. Um, so anyway, that's that's kind of what's what's uh, been going on with me, and that I kind of just started into what's exciting. So anyway, what's exciting, D? So so what's exciting for me? Um, a couple things. So I've fallen down the very deep rabbit hole that is vaporwave music. Um, it's a very niche kind of genre. I would be shocked if more than a handful of people know what vaporwave music is, but essentially it's music where artists take samples of eighties and nineties songs, (laughs) mainly eighties more so than nineties and sample them and use them for their own devices. But a lot of times what happens is the music from the eighties or nineties, you could recognize the beat but it's super, super slowed down and kind of this like low key, like chill kind of music. Like, like the vaporwave I listen to is very, I guess you could compare it to something more mainstream, like, like trance music, like that very, like, you know, See, trance I get, I, I, yes. I, I used to listen to trance when I worked with, um, adults with developmental delays. Okay. Um, and it, 
well, first off, I found it very relaxing, but it would literally put the entire group into a trance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and so they also take samples of like pop culture things. Like for example, um, there is, um, a whole bunch of artists that actually sample old eighties and nineties weather channel music. So the, the music, the music that you would hear on the local forecast has been used to make a song. Um, and then there's a whole other side genre, which is even more bizarre called mall soft, which is essentially <laughs> the ambient sounds that happen in a mall are used like as the, the backdrop for this music. And it's just very minimalistic. It, it basically gives you the sense that you're in a mall in the eighties. There's no I other way. That very stressful. For me, it's nostalgia and that yeah. to bring this full circle, that's why it kind of hooked me because it's, it, it gives me these nostalgic feelings that, that I forgot I had that, that the time when you're in Kmart in 1987 and the music's playing overhead and you're shopping, like it, it has the power to do that. So I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes to kind of let you guys understand what it is I'm talking about. So I don't sound so bizarre. Um, but so I've been enjoying that. It's actually really been helping me relax at night. Um, another thing that I've been doing is playing with the watercolors that Les suggested. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, Jane Davenport stuff. Um, nice. I went on like, yeah, I went on this like crazy shopping spree um, about a month ago and spent about a hundred bucks at Michael's. And um, I've been playing around learning how watercolors work, learning different effects. Like I've been watching a bunch of YouTube videos um, like I learned that you can use like salt to give your watercolors yeah. a certain kind of effect. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So try different okay. salt, salt textures as well. Yeah. Like, I was thinking of using like, um, Himalayan sea salt, like really thick. Yeah. Like the kosher salt and yeah. then super, I didn't, I don't really like how super fine looks mm -hmm. because it's just too small, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, the kosher and then regular table salt has, can give you some really cool textures. Yeah, so I like that. Sugar. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like it would just clump up. Yeah, it sticks and makes a sticky mess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. And yeah, also, like, experiment with no. stuff like I've got, I've got crystallized citric acid. And oh. Baking soda. Now I'm like thinking about whether the colors would change with the different pH values. I'm going to be the alchemist. I'll be in my room. <laughs> um, or like um, using cellophane. <clears throat> so like, you know, you lay down your colors you want and then just put a sheet of cellophane on it and like wrinkle it up a bit and just let the pattern kind of emerge. It's very fluid. And I, I don't know. It's like I put on my vaporwave music and I work with watercolors <laughs> and I feel better for about an hour. Um, it's very cheap therapy. Um, so that's really been fun. Um, and finally I ordered a bunch of stuff from CW pencils. It's been a while since I have written any reviews. That's mainly cause I feel like I ran out of stuff to talk about and I've been busy. So I have the baseball pencils coming. I have the, um, HB four B pencils. I have that new, uh, Chunghua, uh, pencil with the really interesting ferrule with the big eraser yeah um, that, was I, in the, that was in the box right 
I didn't get the, the box. box. Oh, that's right. You're not doing the pencil box. I don't box subscribe. Anymore. Yeah. I haven't um, tried that one yet. I've got it, but I haven't tried it. Yeah. So it should be here any day. Um, but no. So I, uh, I'm excited to do those reviews. I also, just as a little, I'll put it as an end note as well to this podcast, but I've been having trouble with my website. Um, I registered my domain through WordPress about two years ago. And I just been using WordPress, but when I made the move to Squarespace, I tried to transfer my domain, and I thought it had processed. Um, you know, I paid the money to transfer it over. Well, it never did, and I guess I just mm-hmm. never got the emails from WordPress to renew my domain. Oh, interesting. So now that it is outside the window of renewal, I'd have to pay eighty dollars to get the weekly pencil back. What? Or I could gamble and wait. Oh my God, you know, that's crap. And it's, it's standard industry. It's not just WordPress being a jerk because I went off on them yesterday. Um, so I can wait like I think it's like three months and just reclaim the weekly pencil. But weeklypencil.com is still available. So I'm just going to drop the the. Um, and honestly, like I'll get the weekly pencil back events eventually. And just but a lot, it, redirect it. Right. And all those links that people have used for me that are broken will become unbroken. Because yeah. I can't even I can't even forward. It's it's really frustrating. So lesson learned, people. If you have a domain, you you only have a small window of time to renew it. Otherwise, it gets held hostage. So well, also um, register it through not like not WordPress. Word, yeah, not WordPress, not Squarespace. Use an independent domain registrar instead yeah, of I'm, a company. I'm using a GoDaddy because it was the cheapest. Uh, I will not make a comment about GoDaddy. Yeah, no. It was the cheapest. I know, I know. I know. I'll tell um, you what, if that comes up again, I'll spot you the difference. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, next time that happens, message me, and I think I have <laughs> referral codes for Namecheap. And okay. So, like, if you're a first-time buyer, they offer really great sales. Mm-hmm. And you... Probably, probably you wouldn't have gotten it for ninety nine cents, but you would have gotten it for about the price of whatever it would cost, like for a standard year. They're super cheap. That's who we re- That's who we are. Um, that's who RSVP is through. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it was like swallowing this bitter pill. I was stuck in this position of like, okay, so I am a poor person, but also um, I have values, but also if I don't tell anybody, but now I did, because hello, we have a podcast. Um, so I was like in this like dilemma and I just, I just did it because I, right now you can't go to the weekly pencil. Like I, I don't have a web, I have a website, but it's this really long Squarespace URL. So my website is down right now um, and it takes a day or a couple hours for it because I, I just did this this morning and it's still not up so see so yeah, it's frustrating and aggravating but that's okay i'll deal um but yeah so anyhow um i will mention my new url again at the end but that that's it for excitement in my world um lenore what about you oh my gosh um i am just so excited to be back with you guys i missed you so much Oh, I missed you too. We have, um, so there's a lot of new stuff since the last time we were on, right? Yeah. Um, so the, we, we talked about the Berenfig Vanguard dateless planners the last time we were on, but none of them had, none of us had them yet. Is that right? 
Or no, yeah. you guys got review. I don't, the last time we were on, I didn't have, did I have mine in hand or not? I don't remember now. I need to um, do I. <laughs> so I was excited about when it, when I saw that it was a Vanguard, I, I don't know. I kind of forgot that the Vanguard includes the flagship size and the pocket size. Like I, I just completely forgot that that was a thing. So I saw that it was the Vanguard and I thought it was going to be the flagship size and I ordered them. And of course it says in the description pocket and I totally missed it. So, um, so when they came, I was like, oh, I guess I clicked on the wrong thing because it's a little pocket size and it's, it's really too small for what I wanted. And so I got on to see if I just ordered the wrong ones and they're only in the pocket size. So I hope that they, I hope they have enough success with this to start issuing them in the, in the flagship size, because that would be so perfect for semester planning for me. And I think the pocket is going to be just too small for me to be finding it useful. I don't know. I still really like them. They're really cool, but they're not what I was hoping for. What about the uh, confidant size? Would that work or is that just too big for you? No. Well, yeah, it's too much at one time. Cause what I was really loving was the 16 weeks. Cause that's one semester. Yep. Like mm-hmm. plus, you know, a week before and a week after for meetings and stuff. So it was going to be so perfect for the academic calendar. And, you know, no, it's not. So, um, I mean, it still is if I were just using it as a, as a calendar, it would be fine. But I was hoping to use it as sort of a hybrid planner. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to justify calling it a planner when it's pocket size, you know? Mm, yeah like that doesn't really work so and then the baseball pencils and that um the cwpe offerings right now are really cool so you already talked about that um uh is it the mitsubishi with the big uh the big uh no it's a it? it's chunghua it's a chunghua right the chunghua with the big uh the big ferrule and eraser on it um, the baseball pencils are really cool. I love that retro look of those. And then there's the double Viking, the 4B HB, mm-hmm. which I actually really like. I um, actually just got on CW last night and ordered a bunch more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Musgrave episode of, uh, of Erasable like, got me thinking about, like I do want to get so, a few, I wanted to get a few Musgraves with the old branding on them. Before they come, and not, I think the new branding is great. Don't get me wrong; I love right. the little new logo with the M on it. But I, you know, I just wanted to get a few, pick up a few of the older ones, and so I got on and ordered um, just a big handful of pencils, and um, I got the one. Oh, the the I haven't ordered the um, Sudoku pencil before. I finally got one, and it's got the graphite on one end and the really thin eraser on the other so that you're like sharpening the eraser end mm-hmm. like it's got a thin core of eraser you know wood cased core of eraser in it for erase elsewhere so i'm going to try that for um for crossword puzzles and um you know, there was just a, a lot of really neat stuff over at cw and then the end papers from field notes came out since the last time we were on um so it's been a it's been a kind of fun few weeks. Um, did you guys get the end papers? No. I did not. No. So I'm still subscribing to the the field notes. Um, you know, I'm still doing the subscription, and 
it's really pretty. It's the um, Smithstone binding. It's the same binding as the oh, what's the penny? Not penny dreadful. Um, dime dime, dime novel. novel one. Yeah, penny dreadful. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, it's the same. It's the same binding as the dime novel, uh-huh. and it's it's really pretty. Like I really like the aesthetic of it, but I don't think it's a size I'm going to end up using. So um, I don't know. I'll see. But they're really, really pretty. The aesthetic of it is really nice. I love that they're trying some different kinds of things. But, of course, people hate it when they try different things. Mm-hmm. And then other people hate it when they don't try different things. So, mm. you know, that's the subscription thing. Have you guys uh, um, been watching any of the Field Notes um, online stuff? Like, in terms in no. terms of, you know, how people get so cranky and then they're very vocal oh about, like, all of the garbage with, oh, my God, Field Notes is doing this. Um, so one of the <laughs> things that I thought was really, really funny about this whole Field Notes is, you know, there are a number of small pocket notebook makers, myself being one of them. And I, I follow one of the other handmade pocket notebook makers. And someone commented on their Instagram saying, hey, did you see what Field Notes is doing? They're totally ripping you off with these end paper things. And I, I it was every, it took all of my self-control to not make the comment, are you aware that this is a thousands year old book binding thing? That this is not just something that this one dude has done in their pocket. Right. Granted, yes, it is not typical for someone making a cheap disposable pocket notebook or collectible pocket notebook to use end sheets in them. That is that is a little different. But making small it is and a known book binding technique. Right. It's it's a very well known book binding technique. I have actually I've made moleskin style notebooks with end sheets and you know, and some of them were marbled. I did, in fact. Oh my God! Field Notes is ripping me off. Oh my! It's a conspiracy. Do you know what else they did that was totally a ripoff? They sewed the little um, the signatures. I mean, oh, can you yeah. believe the blatant I mean, plagiarism? Completely ripping off moleskin. Just totally <laughs> ripping off. Oh my God, you guys! They totally ripped me off. Not um, to mention, Smythe has got to be really pissed. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a global conspiracy, <laughs> and terrible. Field Notes is just totally cashing in on this global conspiracy, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I it was everything I could do to not make like a really smarmy, smart comment. Um, I'm just gonna bleep myself right there um, about like calling someone stupid because it was really kind of hilarious and you know I'm glad like people really care enough about small makers to you know kind of get their you know butt hurt about stuff like that right but you know and and what was what was particularly funny is that the maker was like just ignoring it like what do you even say to that what how do you respond to someone basically insinuating that field notes is ripping you off Cause they're not, they just do their, own. and I think at this point 
dare I say that Field Notes basically just you know, does their own thing and they don't pay attention to anything because if they did pay attention to things, they would not gender their notebooks. Just saying. <laughs> um, so, you know, not, not to say that Field Notes has their head shoved firmly in their own behind, but Field Notes has their head shoved firmly in their own behind. Anyway, you know what? That caffeine is totally kicking in. You need to cut back. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So anyway, uh, I, now that I totally hijacked your uh, your what's exciting, Lenore. No, that's fine. I'm you know, I'm happy to share the exciting things. It's kind of the point. <laughs> what's your exciting stuff, Les? Um, so I listened to the Musgrave interview on Erasable, and oh my god, you guys, that was awesome. I love the dude. Hey, what's his name? Henry Hulin? Is it? Is it? I've Henry? gotten to listen to like four and a half seconds of that thing before something else came up. So if there's any spoilers, don't tell me. Okay, okay I'm not going to spoil it. But he loves pencils. <laughs> and I, love <laughs> I caught it. that from the first four and a half seconds. <laughs> I, I love the. Fa- I love how much he loves pencils, and I love how excited their social media person is about pencils. And that was a phenomenal interview, and I love every second of it. So, way to go, guys, from Erasables. That was a fabulous interview. Um, then, so, I, you know, I don't, I haven't been watching a lot of TV. I've been reading more, I've been doing a lot of writing, and we'll get to that in the main topic. But, um, I, for some reason, I was clicking around on YouTube, and it's a very way down, scroll down and deep into the bottom of YouTube. They keep pushing YouTube premium on me and I have no interest in it until this weekend when there were, I thought I was clicking on a trailer for Cobra Kai, but it was the first episode. And then I got to see the second episode and I want more. That's how they get you. They gave me a taste and I want more. Um, it's really good. It's, um, you know, little half hour episodes. I think there are eight total. It's got the same actors in karate as in karate kid. So it's the same, uh, kid who played Johnny. It's, um, Ralph Macchio. It's, and you know, it's completely overacted just like karate kid was. And I love it. Johnny is still a jerk and putting it nicely. But uh, it's I just really enjoyed Cobra Kai, so everyone should go out and get um, YouTube Premium for a couple of days. It takes you to watch all those episodes and then cancel it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the other exciting thing is we are, what, 15 days away from NaNoWriMo. I am so excited. I'm doing all kinds of NaNoWriMo prep this year. I'm actually outlining my Nano novel, um, and I'm super excited for NaNoWriMo. So I'm hoping to win it again. Last year, I think I lost it. I won it the year before. And I won it, the first time I won it, I won it writing in pencil. So um, I'm excited for Nano. Are either of you doing NaNoWriMo? Can I guilt you into it? Mm, probably not. Oh, bummer. Bummer. What about you, Dee? Um, no, I won't be doing it this year because I'm bad with follow through. And I really don't have time since I have three jobs now. Oh, Yeah. That would that would uh, make it hard for you to do nano. Yes. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'm excited about nano. I'll be posting about it all over the Manuscripting Pod Facebook group and hopefully the Spectrum chat. 
Oh, yay. Oh, I'm going to keep pushing Spectrum chat because I'm super excited about it. Um, and can I can I have that? So I'm just going to start the main topic. Are you cool with that, Dave? Sure, go right in. It's a <laughs> good transition. Um, all right, so Spectrum chat. Andy Welfley of Erasable and, you know, just general awesomeness clued me in. I was talking about the fact that I really want something different for both RSVP and manuscripting pod. I want something that's like a forum, but not a forum. I would prefer it self-hosted, but Spectrum Chat is not self-hosted. What I want is the ability to have conversations that get archived that you can then search, like in a forum, um, but then also has a really robust chat like Facebook. And Spectrum Chat does that. It you have you set topics and then you create conversations within those topics and it stays there forever you can add photos you can put videos in there or actually i think it's just links to youtube and then you can have chats about those things so like for a podcast we i will when we post this i will post a link to the podcast then we can chat within that podcasts you know within that episode's heading about this particular episode just sort of like we do in facebook but then that chat information is easier it's better searched so if someone's you know how we always get those conversations on like say erasable about oh hey has anyone had this problem with the masterpiece or the automatic long point sharpener all the time and yep yeah, and so basically if someone went to the Spectrum chat and they looked up uh, sharpeners and they could scroll through and say, oh, hey, look, there's a series of posts about the automatic long point and I don't have to start my whole, a whole new conversation about it. And then they could basically comment in that heading about, oh, hey, really enjoy the automatic long point. Anyone had this problem with it stripping its threads? And a million people will then turn around and go, Yep, it's a known problem. Without it being dragging down the whole conversation like it often does on Facebook. You always get the olds who are like, Yep, we've had that conversation. Maybe if you well, use the I search. Mean, you search for that stuff and nobody does. Yeah, like on Facebook, isn't there a search option? Yeah, but it I sucks. I don't use it. It sucks. Part of the problem with the Facebook search is that it's terrible. It if like I if I know that I've had a conversation and I search for it using Facebook search, it often doesn't come up. I have to try a hundred different times to find the right grouping of words to get that conversation to come up. And sometimes you can just search for your own name and it'll come up, but then you get a million and one hits. So yeah, I hate Facebook too. You know, that's, that's like the whole other side of this is that (laughs) part of what I would like to do is get away from Facebook. I, I love our groups. I love erasable. I love RSVP. I love manuscripting pod. But the rest of Facebook is terrible. It's a garbage fire and it's constantly harvesting my information and it makes me paranoid. That might be the caffeine talking. But um, I would like to get away from Facebook and I would like to use have my information be a little more protected. And if I do put information into a site, I would like to be able to search it more easily. But anyway, that's my that's my two cents about Spectrum Chat. Your plug on Spectrum Chat. I mean, I uh, I haven't used it extensively, but I went there when you put the link up on yep. the group, and I like it. The only thing is, is it 
for me, because it's not an instant switch. If we could just command the universe to switch over to it, uh, it would be perfect. But now I'm faced with managing two separate things. Yeah. And for me, that's just like, it's clunky, but yeah, if you don't participate in it, then it'll never take off. So you're kind of just stuck. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the concept because you are right. I've tried to search for things on, on Facebook and either it doesn't come up at all or it brings up irrelevant things that right. I don't know. Like, does it search the entire, like, is it searching just for threads or also within the comments of those threads? I think right now, at least initially, it was only in threads or not like for the initial post. So it wasn't yeah. looking at the thread of the conversation. So right. not in your comments. So you'd have to remember, okay, what was the initial post about that I'm searching for? Correct. So, yeah, that that's Sweet. that's my big problem. The other thing that I think is holding Spectrum Chat back a little bit is that they don't have an Android app yet. Mm-hmm. They're currently oh. it's a currently in development. So okay. that's that's another thing. Like I think to make something like Spectrum Chat really work and work really well, it has to have an app. You have to be able to post images to it natively, not just via links. Um, so and also like one of the things that I really like about Facebook, one of the few things, is that I can go do Facebook Live. I can do a live yeah. video, have it posted, people can comment immediately as I'm post as I'm doing that live video and I think that's really awesome but it is super fun it is super easy to be able to do those videos yeah yeah. and I do like that whereas like compared to Instagram that stuff on Instagram disappears pretty quickly it's like 24 hours so I like having content that sticks around for a while if I create something I don't want it to disappear in 24 hours right so anyway, that's that's my bit about Spectrum Chat. I hope people go and sign up after listening to this. I just realized I, I registered for Spectrum Chat when you sent me the thing last week, but I, for some reason, was not yet connected to RSVP. So I am now. I just did oh, it. Good. Good job. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> now I belong to my own group. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Um. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much well. Actually, I'm also um, the other thing that I've been doing is I started a new podcast. I think I mentioned it in our last episode, but it's I think been very a while. Briefly. Yeah, so yeah, I started manuscripting pod, Yay! which is basically to keep me accountable about my writing. The whole goal be- behind it is I try and write five out of seven days for twenty five minutes a day, and So I record the podcast every Sunday and push it out on Monday. Basically, I do a little check-in. I have like a topic that I talk about in terms of writing and the craft of writing. And I check in. I talk about, did I write five out of seven days? Did I meet my goal? And I'm actually just, I'm going into my 10th week. I'm in the midst of my 10th week. And thus far, I've met my goal every single week. Even the week I I was sick. so proud of you. So um, I've learned a lot of stuff about writing in just 10 weeks. It's really kind of fascinating, the things you learn when you dedicate yourself to something, even when it's only for 25 minutes a day. I highly recommend, um, you know, sitting down and just trying to do something 
like that and hold yourself accountable in a public way. Like for me, my public way is both the podcast, but then also every morning I post how many words I've written and the word count isn't what's important. What's important is that I've sat down and I've written for 25 minutes. So, um, it's just, uh, listen to the podcast cause I'm not going to go over all the things that I've learned, but dedicating yourself to something like that is really kind of awesome. So anyway, I digress and I'll let you two talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been really busy with work and with, um, I actually got a third job. I am going to be at the local high school two days a week doing tutoring there, um, which is actually a really great opportunity for me. I was, that sounds I, terrific. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was a little concerned. Um, you know, I didn't, uh, applied to grad school this year and decided to take a year off just to get some things in order. But I was worried about, because I'm, I'm going into the field of social work that I wouldn't have enough. I mean, sure. I worked retail for 18 years, but I wouldn't have enough experience. I know that's not always necessary, but it means something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, with working with, with any kind of marginalized population and it, my less knows my city Holyoke, but you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's the high school's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a tough neighborhood. <laughs> at, at one point, Holyoke high, which mind you, our town, I think has roughly like 40,000 people. So it's not huge. Um, had the highest pregnancy rate in the entire state of Massachusetts. Um, oh, damn. I didn't know that. We're and, number one. We're number one. <laughs> and the <laughs> highest dropout rate. So, um, it's actually in receivership. I don't know. Um, do they? Is that like a countrywide thing, Les? Do you no, know? I think that's just a Massachusetts thing. Okay. So basically, Lenore, um, the state took over the school because it was doing so poorly. So it kind of removed the local aspect um, to a certain degree. So the state came in, and it's under what's called receivership. I think only one other school district in the state is. So it's a really, really, really rough, um, you know, population to work with not because they're bad kids quite the contrary they're good kids that are put in a bad situation um so i think it'll be incredibly rewarding but it'll also kind of fulfill that need that i feel that i i need to have going into graduate school and that is to have this direct experience being more than just a college writing tutor um so so I'm really excited and I'm actually excited about the tutoring model because it is not what you think. It is not what I do at the high or at the college which is editing papers and sitting across from people and working on an assignment. This is actually more of like a moderator type position. So so I don't really have to know anything about anything. Um it's it follows like a Socratic questioning model. Hmm. So, you know, students are in groups and the students ask the, you know, a student goes up to the front to present their big question of their assignment. And then the other students talk them through how to solve the question or get to the answer. So it's basically getting kids ready for college. That's the whole point of this tutoring program is college readiness. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm a little nervous. I start Thursday. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I start in two days and it's just another thing that, that I can add to my list of stuff I got going on. Um, another thing I've been kind of working on and, and 
and struggling with a little bit is I've been working on my manuscript um, that has kind of been birthed from my thesis work that I did um, in undergrad. And I took a couple months off. I didn't look at it at all because who wants to look at their pre- previous work? It, it's usually horrible or not horrible, but you think it's horrible. Um, and so I've been really struggling with getting back into the swing of that whole like researching, writing, that kind of stuff. But it's also been exciting because now I have a reason to use stationery again. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like I use it at work, of course. Um, but it's not the same. So I've been, I've been plugging away at that and I don't know, some days I'm really interested in it and I'm really driven. And then other days I'm just completely discouraged. And I think that is not because of the work that I did. I think it is the nature of the beast, um, which is publishing in academia. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) especially in the field of psychology, um, it's yeah, just, I think so. It's, it's an exhausting process. I mean, it's always... Right. It's it's hard. And I don't... So my advisor, who's well-published, was like, okay, well, the first thing you have to do is figure out what journals we want to kind of send this to, pitch it to. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, what you need to do is find out the jur- journal's impact score, you know, how much impact they have on, you know, the community. So basically, it's what journals were cited the most. So it's a popularity contest and that's not even half the problems I have with it. The biggest problem is the gatekeeping. If you don't have money or privilege, you can't get access to academic articles, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, and that's incredibly frustrating because just like I have a problem with academic writing, how it is inaccessible to the layperson, um, they make money like just because of a professor, like my advisor has, I think 15 or 20 papers published, he doesn't get a penny from them, but the journals certainly do, you know? So that's the other problem I have. But I also think that my research was important and I want the world to see it. And right now that is the only way for the world to see it. So I kind of just like I did with GoDaddy, hold my nose and swallow. Have you considered like pitching an article to like psychology today? Because they do pay. Yes, I thought of that, but I also thought it wouldn't really be, it would have to be a very stripped down, like, like I could, yes. Yeah, they, you do have to strip it down, you have to really kind of it would be water like it a, down. It would be like, a almost bait. like, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know what it could be? It could be, <clears throat> um, you know, you, you read a, any kind of journal article and, you know, you read the intro and the conclusion and then the, the stuff in between, sure, that's important, but like you only refer to that if it's incredibly necessary or, you know what I, you know what I'm talking about less. You've read enough psychology. Yeah. Papers. yeah. Yeah. So a psychology today article could be like an intro <laughs> and like a, a conclusion type thing, um, you know, and then just add data subtly, you know, but I also want to publish all that hard, interesting data that I have and all the cool stuff that I found out. So I don't know. I've just been going slow. It's not a race. It's not a big deal. It's not like, I'm going for a PhD. Um, in fact, the, the social work school that I want to apply to, um, they are very, you know, good, very competitive, but their acceptance rate is 50%. Like I'm not concerned. Um, Hmm. and they, 
they don't require a GRE. They don't require, they actually don't, this surprised me less. I don't know about your school. Um, they don't require an interview. Huh? We, Which it, we had I an interview. That, we didn't have to yeah. do a GRE, but there was an interview, but because they accepted. If you got an interview, you were essentially accepted. Yeah. So the school, I'm applying a Smith school social work. Um, they don't require um, an interview. It says you can have one if you'd like, but they require four letters of recommendation and obviously all that other stuff. Hmm. But it really surprised me that a social work school did not want to interview their prospective candidates. Um, Do you have to <laughs> submit like some sort of written portfolio type thing? Nope. It is very yeah. simple. I mean, I will see, I'm the student that will, um, submit not only their transcript, not only their four letters of recommendation, but I will attach it, Cause it says you can attach anything you desire, though not required, you know, obviously on my CV has my thesis work, right. all that stuff, you know, but yeah, it, it really surprised me cause I was poking around the other day because I'm, I'm going on, on Saturday to an open house there and I just wanted to get some, you know, basic understanding of, of the process. And yeah, I was really, really shocked um, that I could see for others, master's programs, not interviewing, but for a program that basically um, teaches you how to be in a profession that requires talking and listening and everything. Um, I would think they'd want to get a good sense of who they are accepting I could go down a whole road on this because Smith actually was in trouble a couple of years ago about something. Um, so I thought they'd be a little bit more, yeah, you know, thorough this time around. Yeah. I think that's a little, that's interesting. I mean, it's I odd. had to, I had to submit a art portfolio plus I think th four, three, four, four, yeah. Four written recommendations plus they had to be able to contact those people and right. verify that they wrote those recommendations so it wasn't yes. just that i submitted that but they actually called at least one of my references yeah no their um, their references process i don't touch that like they it's the same thing they like call or contact the people i give them an actual form from smith school social work that yeah. they have to fill out and like I don't have any hand in that. So that's good. They're doing their due diligence there, but yeah. it just, I don't know. It, it just, I'm not going to not go there. It's the school I want to go to. It's the program right. that, that I like. It's one of the few programs that still teaches psychodynamic theory. Um, so, and my other options in this area are slim. No, <laughs> just no, I'm not going to Springfield college. I'm not going to Westfield state. So, um, so yeah, so anyhow, I, I went off on tangent there, but, um, you know, I have all this time. I have essentially a year and I don't want to not do anything with my writing because like anything else, once you stop using it, you kind of lose it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I know that we talked about this, um, once before, <laughs> the, um, you suggested less <clears throat> an app called the productivity challenge timer. Yep. Um, I haven't downloaded it yet, but, I think that I'm going to have to to use something like that because I've been really motivated by your posts with your manuscripting stuff, how you hold yourself accountable. And that is the biggest problem I have is personal accountability. I just, I struggle. In fact, that's why I'm in kind of a rut right now because I'm not practicing good self care because I'm not making it a point to get a routine. Um, so I think using 
that timer to sit down and say, I, 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, I'm going to devote my time to this or, you know, maybe not doing what you do less where you do the picture every day of how many words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, but have some kind of tracking, mm. um, you know? Yeah. You know, one of the things that we talked about when we tried to record this episode last time, <laughs> was, I might, let's just call it out in the open was that, yep. uh, you were having trouble keeping yourself on track, but, because you were doing research, you were doing all of these other things. And then yes. by the time you got down to, you know, actually getting the writing done, 25 minutes had already passed. Correct. And so one of the things that we talked about, and one of the things that actually I've learned from doing manuscripting pod and writing every day is having an outline. And I think this would have helped me in my thesis as well. Having an outline and knowing what I want to do for my writing for that day takes my word count and not that word count is the end all be all but um it's a great way to track how much i'm getting done so sitting down and working on my outline allows me to think about okay so for this next scene what i want to write is i want to write the scene between these two people doing this thing and knowing that i want to have those two people doing this thing allows me to write really, really quickly. Like I, if I don't know what I'm going to write for that day, like when I'm writing my outlines, usually I only get around 300 to 400 words in 25 minutes because outlining is, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Where is this scene going to take place? Where is this scene going to take place? And a lot of this stuff just lives in my head. But yeah. If I write down the outline, it's no longer living in my head. And I know this scene is going to take place in this person's home or in this cafe or in this restaurant or on this street. And it's going to take place between this person and this person. They're going to be wearing this sort of clothing and they're going to be in this sort of mood. Uh, they have this hairstyle during this scene. You know, like it, it get you can get that granular with your outline. But knowing mm -hmm. that kind of information allows me to get the dialogue really tight and re down really, really fast. But yeah. taking that and applying it to a thesis or academic writing, sitting down and knowing, okay, I'm going to write, you know, this section on this day or having the research done in advance. And you might not think that writing fiction requires a lot of research, but it does. So like the last, the novel that I just finished, I have a scene where my one of my characters gets stabbed in the back with a dagger mm -hmm. and what i envisioned in my mind was that the person gets stabbed in the back with a dagger the dagger pokes out through the middle of their chest it misses their heart because they need to make it because they need to be there for the next book okay and so you know i was like i put up a post on on twitter and facebook and finally what i have several friends who are doctors and paula who you may or may not know from erasable yeah. um I messaged her and asked her, so if I were going to have a character stabbed in the back, she's like, uh, whoa, okay, that's kind of dark. But then kind of like, and this is the thing that I love talking to doctors about this kind of stuff is like, oh, okay, so it'd have to go in through near this vertebrae and at this ribs level, and you'd have to have it angle this way and come upward. And so I recorded all of that information in my OneNote. And uh -huh. also in my outline. So it says in the outline, review information in OneNote on this novel. Okay. So before I sit down to write, I take five minutes, I go over my outline. And then if I have something that says, go check OneNote, 
I go to OneNote, I review those those scene details if it's something that research oriented. That way, you know, when my doc magical doctor character um, is like examining the patient and she, and she can turn around and say, whoa, whoa, hey, you know, like this person was stabbed at this rib and it came out at this rib, but it totally right. missed the heart. And I think, I think they're going to make it. You know, so that really helped write that faster, but it also keeps me on track because yeah. I'm able, not only am I able to hold myself accountable, but I'm able to get that information out more quickly. And I think if I'd done that for my thesis and had, okay, so I'm going to write about this section of my research and this section of my research, um, I think it would have made it easier for me. And mm -hmm. I actually found that I really enjoy writing outlines me too actually um it's really nerdy um but i like that and i i think if i'd had a thesis professor who was not mentally absent or not there or mm -hmm. not completely not there for me if i think i think if i'd had a good thesis professor um I think they would have like noted the fact that I was like working, trying to do outlines and would have helped me figure that out in advance. Yeah. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, no. And I think, I think you, you do make a good point. Cause I did say that, you know, I get very discouraged very quickly um, because I'm impatient and, you know, say I do carve out an hour of my day to work on this, but then I spend half of that hour gathering stuff up and thinking and doing everything. And then it's like, I don't have much time to write. And then here I am not producing the quality of work that I, I could be doing if I was just more organized. Yeah. I, I also think that having a solid outline improves the quality of the writing. Like, yes, I can see the, like the difference. So when I first started this novel, I did not have an outline. And then I sat down, I was like, you know what, I really, I need to take the stuff that I've learned about outlining and I need to do an outline. And the first off, I was also writing consistently at that point. But having that outline allowed me to produce more quickly, but also better quality content. Like I noticed once I got to the point about 50 pages into the novel, that the quality of my writing improved. Part of that is just, you know, consistency of writing daily and, and doing that on a regular basis. But also, I think that's, well, I know that's the point where the novel came in, the, sorry, outline came into play. And I was able to see how it changed the writing. I mean, there are a lot of things. You can't just say, I can't just say it's the outline or right. the consistency. It's the combination of both of those things. But also, I think partially realizing I needed that outline to give me direction. Right. Was huge. <clears throat> no, I, I agree. So I'm going to I'm going to make some subtle changes to my process. And hopefully, that will help me. I, I need to make subtle changes to my entire life, actually. And I think the outline is the key here. <laughs> um, as we're as we're podcasting, I'm, I'm making a, a self care outline. Totally off topic, but um, outlines <laughs> actually, they do, they do because I, I'm a checklist person too. I don't know if either of you like the checklist, you know, option. I've totally gotten like doubled down on the really basic, basic, basic bullet journal. I uh -huh. posted some, some um, images into the RSVP group of my really, you know, totally basic bullet journal pages yeah. And, you know, they're basically like, here's here's an X in a spot that goes along with this. 
Um, and that just really works for me versus like doing really pretty pages and script and all kinds of gorgeousness. Yeah. Um, having that basic checklist or checkbox there really works for me. I don't know. I like to see my progress. Mm-hmm. So, and like, that's kind of, kind of what I do when I, I have my little journal of self care, you know, every day I have certain things that I want to make sure that I accomplish, you know, did I get seven to eight hours of sleep? Did I get in at least 20 minutes of some kind of movement, whether it be actually exercising <laughs> or just being active for 20 minutes in some form? Did I spend, you know, some time in re- personal reflection? And as I go through, you know, did I, t- something simple, like did I take my vitamins and my medication? Cause that believe it or not is a problem sometimes. So yeah, it's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, and then throughout the day I can like check that off. And then underneath that, I, I do somewhat of an outline of my day, like what it is that I have to do like at work, not at my retail job. Cause I don't care about that. But, um, my, my college job, sometimes students will say like, Oh, like I really want to come see you, but I, I can't come until four o'clock. We don't do appointments at the writing center. So I, I just jot down in my notebook, like 4 p.m., like Joe is coming, you know. So I can then, when someone comes in at 3.50, I can ask my coworker, oh, hey, can you take this student so I can be available for this person? So I kind of just use the rest of the page as just kind of this open form kind of like maniacal outline slash note-taking thing. Um, but yeah. I, I think I'm going to try to make those changes to my writing. And I think, I think it's kind of like a waterfall. What will happen is I'll see the positive changes and then the writing becomes easier and less painful. Yeah. I think, I think you'll notice that particularly once you like start doing it on a regular basis. Correct. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've been just really busy. So that's, that's really kind of <clears throat> all that's been going on this past month for me. Um, I really haven't, I maybe get one complete day off a week um, where I don't have to do anything. So, so I haven't had time to really participate in anything fun or anything like that. So did you have anything you wanted to add Lenore? No, Lenore? I'm just enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation cause I, um, I don't have any writing projects going on or any kind of kind of longer term projects. So I'm thinking about how all of this applies to, well, you know, the work I've got to do for school and like trying to keep up with things and how disorganized my life is. So right. I, would, I recognize I um, no, I uh, I respect I um, laud the. <laughs> efforts you guys are going to for getting your um you know for getting your habits down and for thinking about these things in a longer term way because i'm just so not there in my life right now i'm not either this is like a a seed of an idea like like um less is i don't know how you do it less like honestly like I, i don't know like you work and then you have all these things you're passionate about and you do them all and you're excited about it. Like I, I, I can't stick with anything, you know? So I'm really kind of at that stage of like not grasping for straws because I, I, I know what it is I need to do, but it's just buckling down because it's, it's kind of getting into the point where my quality of life is, is, is being impacted negatively um, by the fact that I don't have a routine period. 
Um, so there's actually, I've been listening in the last couple of days, and part of the reason I haven't gotten to that erasable yet is I got in a big Hidden Brain podcast kick. Uh-huh. Mm. And Hidden Brain has done some really cool stuff this summer. <laughs> so they have, um, there were two episodes kind of related to each other, one on dream jobs and one on BS jobs. Okay. And so they kind of talk about what the characteristics of these jobs are, but also kind of how people end up in them and how they deal with them. And one of the really fascinating <clears throat> things, I really recommend going and looking these up. It's, it's, it was really interesting to listen to. And I love, I love hidden brain. It's really just so much fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. But, um, one of the studies that they talked a lot about was of like the custodial staff in hospitals. Okay. Which seems like it would be a real BS job, <laughs> you know, or not yes. a BS job because but like, it's actually it's actually really important, you know, it's not right. it's not a meaningless job, but it is very menial right. and repetitive and kind of gross and low respect and you know, probably underpaid and all of that, you know, which, um, you know, just to kind of put that in context for what I mean by that, every time the garbage collection goes by on our street, I'm like, man, I hope those guys make more than I do. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, not that I don't think I'm also underpaid, but like, that's a really rough job like it's right. very necessary and it's physical and it starts early and it grows and it's potentially dangerous and they're doing it in all kinds of weather and I'm like I want those guys to be paid really well because <laughs> I appreciate what they do right but they were talking about the menial you know these menial kind of jobs in hospitals and how people turned them into something where they really felt like they were making a difference and how they made it important work for themselves and they made it meaningful for themselves and um, and they made themselves a, a way to be happy in that job. Yes. And so it was really, mm. really interesting. And I was thinking about that as, as you as I was listening to you guys talk about this. Um, so I recommend that. I, I, re- I recommend checking it out. I posted it actually for my classes today nice I'm I wrote not, it down. I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to it or not but you know I, I do that stuff for me right <laughs> this is part of how I make my job seem more meaningful <laughs> there you but, go you know and I, I and I love my job but you know I've, I've definitely faced burnout a few times in my life and I had a really tough time when I was trying to do research and juggle that with classes because classes are very immediate and they're very deadline driven yes. and I got to have stuff done and all that. Um, whereas the research just sort of, you know, you just have to go make yourself do it and you, you don't have deadlines and you have to turn stuff in and then you have to like, you have to do all of this other stuff. Like you're never actually finished. And that's right. not something that I excel at yeah. dealing with. It's not my skill set. Yeah. I feel like I have to point out that I drop a lot of stuff. Like, I I quit things all the time. Like, if something... How do I explain this? I have a very busy brain. If I don't keep my brain busy, then I just think of random crap. And yeah. so if I'm not doing things to actively keep myself active and busy, then I get... it. Well, like, staying busy is st- self-care for me. 
Like yeah. doing this writing, doing the art, doing the reviews, all of the stuff that I'm doing is all about self-care. And if I don't do it, then I sit here and I vegetate and watch TV. And I know for myself that sitting here and, you know, binge watching Buffy over the course of two weekends, that's a sign that I'm depressed or that I'm anxious or that something is really, right. really wrong in my life. And, you know, that's that's not a good sign. Like, usually, like if I start watching Buffy, Christy's like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Do I need to be concerned? That's your tell. <laughs> that's my tell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I do these things. I, I don't, I, like, part of me wants to be very dramatic. I, I do these things because I have to. Um, but that's no, not, I, I do it because I want to, but also, like, this is also part of how I grew up. Like, I grew up with four channels, and you had to make your own entertainment because most of the time the four channels didn't work. You had yeah. one channel, and it was usually PBS, and do you really want to watch Nova again? <laughs> yeah. And as much as I enjoy Nova, I, if I, you, you've seen the Jaguar episode once, you've seen it a hundred times. Uh And so, you know, being crafty and making up stories, that's basically what I did growing up. And I think it's just a really ingrained part of me at this point. So, yeah, I also drop a lot of things like I get interested in something and then I stop doing it after a while. So, Uh you know, it's my interests vary and waver. Yeah, I think I think my admiration is your ability to stay active because I am the opposite. Like I'll start out like, all right, I'm going to come home every day and spend a half an hour, you know, making art or something, you know? Um, and I'll be good for like a couple days. And then I come home and I take my shoes off and I lay on the bed and I dissociate into my phone until 11 o'clock at night. No, it's time to go to bed. So now am I only dealing with the fact that I didn't get anything done or take care of myself but then there's the incredible guilt of not doing anything. Hmm. And then you wake up. It's like Groundhog Day sometimes for me. Yeah, like, it's the feedback loop, right? And that's you're happiest when you get stuff done. But then right. it's just it's so freaking exhausting to get anything done that you don't get anything done. And then you're unhappy, so you don't get anything done. Right. Yeah, so, I'm like, there with you, sister. I think, yeah. at least for me, one of the things that I actually... So I I I have spent my fair amount of time you know, laying on the couch, staring at the TV, staring at my phone, or, you know, up up until recently, I didn't have a smartphone. So that's, that's kind of not truthful, but we're just staring at my computer for hours on end. I I've spent a lot of time doing that too. Um, and for me, what I have to do is I actually have to actively think of shifting gears. So, and for me, because I'm a visual person, I literally think, in terms of <laughs> I'm shifting out of work gear and into home gear. And yeah. for me, part of that is doing things that relax me on my drive home. Yeah. So for me, it's listening to podcasts about, sometimes it's about writing. Sometimes it's about erasable. Sometimes it's about my other hobbies. Um, I don't listen. I used to listen to coffee podcasts, but um, how do I say this? Having tried to make my own coffee podcast, it's really hard to talk about coffee without sounding like a jerk. Yeah. Um, so I don't listen to coffee cup podcasts anymore because most of the people on coffee podcasts sound like jerks to me. But <laughs> so like I 
actively shift gears out of work mode. Usually by the time I get home, because I also at this point in time have a 45-minute drive, when I get home, I'm not thinking about work anymore. I'm thinking about, okay, I just got done listening to this really fabulous podcast about writing, um, or I listen to a fabulous, like, um, Unladylike. Have you guys ever listened to Unladylike? No. Oh my god, it's so good. Or call yeah, your you girlfriend. It. I need to get on it, but I just haven't. It's a really not safe for work feminist podcast. Like they take one topic and they really dive deep into it. But when you, I'm not going to go into it on the podcast. But when you work in a place like I do, mm-hmm. and you have people that you encounter like I do that maybe don't respect some of who you are or what you are listening to something like that really shifts my gears out of work mode. It's, and yeah. I, I know that things aren't right when I come home and I'm still thinking about work or I'm still fuming about an interaction with a coworker. If that's still going on, then I need to spend some time doing something to shift my gears even more. So like for me, I use mynoise.net and I, I use the buy. I'm going to butcher this. I've said this a hundred times over the last couple of days because I recommend it to clients. Binaural beats. Yes. Got it right. Um, (laughs) I use that to relax me and chill me out. And it really works really well. Um, So it's for me, it's like a combination of things. It's listening to something that is about my interests that relaxes me on my way home. And then if I'm still not relaxed enough to do the things that I want to do, then I engage in something else for self-care, whether it's the binaural beats or it's making some art or it's journaling. I have to, and that's the first thing that I do. You know, I don't, I don't come home and I don't write immediately. I do something that calms me down and relaxes me because if I were to sit down and write immediately after I get out of work, it's going to be, you know, F this person, F this person, F this person, F this person, especially if I've had a bad day. Like, today was a rough day. And if I were to sit down and write, I'm going to make all of my characters really super angry, which can work for some scenes. But it's not great to have your entire book have angry characters because they're just not sympathetic. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, I, I have to do that sort of thing to shift my gears out of work mode because I will sit down and I will think about work constantly because I have that kind of job, too. Right. Like, your job involves thinking. Yeah. And listening and being right. active and an active listener and being able right. to say, you know, okay, have you ever tried this method of self-care? Have you ever tried grounding exercises? Have you ever, you know, and being able to pull mm-hmm. that stuff out of my butt um, within, you know, a couple of minutes of someone asking for help. Um, you know, it's, it's really true. And, and that's one thing that that's why I'm trying to get these habits now, because when I eventually get into that career, I need to be my best self. That sounds really kind of trite, but you know, but you're right. It's a lot of brain power. Um, you know, and it, it really takes a lot. So that, that, that ability to kind of have that it's good almost that you have that drive home because it gives you that space. Um, yeah, for sure. But also it's a 45 minute drive home. (laughs) So yeah, we'll talk more about that off air. Yeah. So, um, so no, I think, I don't know. I think, um, unless there's anything else that either of you have to add, I think this might be a good stopping point. I think we're over an hour. Yeah. 
so fast. I know. And I have so many ideas for new podcasts, like a podcast (laughs) on on organization. There totally aren't enough podcasts. Um, or we can just make them podcast episodes. We certainly There you go. See, we already have a platform. Like a self-care episode that revolves around stationery. Oh, my God. Please tell me that you would do a, like, rundown of different bath bombs for us. (laughs) Or, you know what I was thinking? This came to my mind because it's a grounding exercise I use when I'm having anxiety is engaging the five senses. So talking about stationery, I mean, everyone knocks on this stink wood, but that checks off one of those boxes for the five senses. Okay, you know what, though? So do those Biarco ones? Yes. And they're actually pleasurable. The only only (laughs) snafu that I will have with the stationery grounding exercise is there's not really anything you can taste in stationery. You could lick a stamp. Or an envelope. Yeah, I actually, you know, I have been tempted to actually do sort of a systematic study of different brands of envelopes because some of them are foul. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So, so no, anyhow, I digress, but um, I have tons of great ideas. This has been a really good conversation. Um, I have missed you guys so much. I, yes. you know, I know that we just recorded and it recorded badly <laughs> on Sunday, but I feel like it was... I got to talk to you again. I know. It's right. the best thing ever. I swear I didn't sabotage that just so we'd have to get together again. Well, I, well I was recording. It was my fault. Actually, I, you know what? Um, we could talk about it off air. Um, yeah. But it was, it was not my fault. It was Skype. Let's just blame Skype for everything because they suck. Stupid yes. free thing. Yeah, no, this is, this is definitely welcome, even though it's frustrating. Um, it was nice to talk to you guys again. Okay. It's actually exactly what I needed after the day that I had. I know. So. I have a huge smile on my face. and Right? You know. And I haven't smiled all day. Yes. See, there we go. <laughs> no, see, so. now I feel guilty for having a decent day. <laughs> so I want to take a brief moment, as always, to just thank everybody for their supportive words on the website, on the Facebook group. Um, it's always great to do my daily end of the day check in on Facebook and see this wonderful support that everyone gives us, the great conversations we all engage in. Um, so I just want to thank you all for that. Um, and also, if possible, um, give us a review, um, whether it be on iTunes or, or whatever podcasting medium that you use. Um, those reviews are important, not because Les, Lenore, or I are incredibly vain. But um, they they help our podcast become a little bit more um, noticeable in searches. I've noticed now that when I do a cursory search for stationery in podcasts, ours actually comes up a little bit more than it used to. So um, it definitely helps. Um, So thank you again for listening to us. As always, you can find us online at rsvpstationerypodcast.com. I will put a link to the Spectrum chat in the show notes for all of you to click on and register to make less happy (laughs) and also to make us happy. But, you know, using the Spectrum to make it. (laughs) Um, So as always, you can find me, D, um, at Weekly Pencil. Um, Subtract the the 
you heard about it earlier, but just to restate, I've been having trouble with my domain for now. It's weeklypencil.com. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. You can also find my new podcast, Manuscripting Pod, at ManuscriptingPod.com. What about you, Lenore? You can find me on Facebook through the RSVP group, the Erasable group, or the Hypotrochoid Entertainment group, the Spirograph Fun group, which is hilarious and fun, and the Chalk It Up group, which hasn't gotten a lot of action lately. You need to put those links in. I should put those links in. Yeah, I should get some more people posting stuff in those. Um, On Twitter, at Lenore underscore Hoyt. Uh, or through the Spectrum chat, um, where I'm also using my own name. So I hope to see you all there. All right. All right. Until next time, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. You guys are the best.